getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop too. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jones. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening, 28th of November 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening. How was your day and how's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. Um, it was a good day and it's still good. I, I want to thank you, Ponsak, for, for trying to... Of course, I wasn't mindful of what the clock was telling, but... <laughs> Soon as I saw your, you know, your call, mm. it was alerting, and I had to quickly um, return to base. If yeah. I may, well, here's an invitation. We're inviting you to the Yeshua Kingdom Foundation Thanksgiving concert. Uh, the foundation is owned by uh, Pastor Jonah David Jang. I mean, it's a Christian ministry that uh, uh, propagates the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to everyone. And the theme for this Thanksgiving concert is the way of God is going to future word, worship, and praise from seasoned and anointed uh, music ministers. The preacher will be Pastor Emmanuel Kure. He will be representing Pastor Ia Deboye, the General Overseer of Redeemed Christian Church of God. And a special goodwill message will be delivered by the chief host, the Executive Governor of Plateau State, Barrister Caleb Manasseh Mutfang. Music will be by Moses Bliss, Apostle Dabs, G. Wills, Steve Willis, Ezra Janang, and Ken Chuang. 1st of December. So 1st of December is just uh, three days away on Friday. 1st of December on Friday. It will be at the Ten Commandments Monument, Dwey Duja South Local Government. The time is, of course, 3 p.m. I always say that if you know... Uh, uh, Darajang, you know that he doesn't joke with the time. He's a very punctual person. So uh, you have to be there. I mean, it's an invitation uh, from him to all of us. All of us. Uh, well, Gilbert, I mean, what stories have uh, kept you busy today? First thing is, like Edo, like Ondo. Uh, so much, so much, so much going on there. And What's happening in Ondo State reminds me of uh, the Yaradua days <laughs> and the account of Olushe Gunadini, you know, about Doctrine his... Yes, yes, about his boss and all of that. And the opinion that um, the current governor of Ondo State holds about his position and 
what should be in the real sense of it. Uh, Paripasu, with what happened to President Umaru Musayaradua, he was at the forefront asking President Yaradua to resign as a result of, you know, um, the health issues that bedeviled him at the time. Um, but, you know, nature and life has a way of, or have a way of getting at us. And here is, you know, the governor, badly ill. And that could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, the deputy governor, perhaps for certain political reasons, is trying to serve as the acting governor. And that has been the situation ever since he went on medical leave. The attempt to just try to backstab the man in his absence, even when he came back, all of the travels he's dealing with. Despite President Tinubu's intervention, there appears to still be some on, on easy calm in Ondo State, especially in the polity. The, the simple truth is, once you're indisposed as a result of ill health, there is no point holding to power or attempting to hold on to power. And the natural thing to do is to seek help, first and foremost, physically and spiritually. And one of the aspects I likened the situation to the Yaradua situation is there were issues President Yaradua wanted to handle pressingly based on accounts even from Olishogun Adeni himself. The oil reforms or the NNPC reforms or the handling of our oil resources, that reform was very key. And he wanted to do it, but when he realized that, look, I can't carry on, he just had to, um, albeit unannounced, just push some of those issues aside and say, look, it's time to face my health and time to even ready with my creator. Deep down, there was that account. So what is happening? Why are people attempting to hold on to power mm-hmm. and just trying to cause... I don't get the issue with politicians, especially bosses and their subordinates having all of these issues. Look at Philip Shaibu and the governor of Edo State. That's another drama that has been ongoing. Well, uh, for me personally, if I was uh, a Keradolu or a Keti, what I would do is that I would resign as the governor. And it just shows you what uh, uh, humans, you know, preoccupy their minds thinking about the mundane things of life, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, it's only when he's healthy and has life that he can uh, go about politicking. So why hold on to, uh, you know, power and, you know, keeping millions of people in a limbo just because of your uh, selfish interest, you know. And and all that has been happening on though with the uh, PDP, you know, challenging the APC and whatnot, uh, the PDP youths, you know, uh, protesting, saying that uh, they want to see the governor, you know, they want to see the mm-hmm. governor in action. Like you rightly said, ill health can happen to anybody, but uh, it's how we respond to it. You know, I I have a personal re- uh, principle that, you know, I live by. And I always tell, remind myself that, look, uh, I'm responsible for how I respond to any situation that life throws at me. And I think that is the power that I have as a human being, you know, over, you know, uh, situations around me. Uh, if I was, you know, I carried the loo, the best thing I would just throw in the towel to say, look, guys, I think I'm done. Because I, him insisting, you know, to be, you know, on the saddle, mm-hmm. number one, he's going to think about, you know, uh, things to do. Lot of, you know, confusing voices will be in his head, you know, people bringing him all manner of, you know, uh, gossips, you know, and things like that. Uh, instead of, you know, just to say, okay, uh, I want to part way with this, you know, and I want to uh, just enjoy, you know, the warmth of my family, you know, my wife and my children or my grandkids, you know. 
uh, we don't know. This may be the end, the final days. You know, we don't know. Uh, but again, is is how you choose to respond, uh, you know, to it. But for Edo State, I think that Philip Shoaib is a very, he has shown maturity, character, and maturity. Mm. Yesterday, I watched his, in, his interview mm. on national TV mm. uh, live, and I saw how he was responding to the issues. He said and he was careful as well. Yeah, mm. he didn't. There wasn't. Mm. I didn't Attempt listen to, to any yes. form of insult to you know True. anything. Mm. He said that look, I'm contesting. I've thrown my heart in the ring. I'm contesting. Uh, as against the uh, anointed candidate, you know, of the governor. Uh, and I think that that God or that courage that Philip Schwab is having uh, came from his days, you know, uh, in back in the 90s when they were uh, fighting for, for democracy. democracy you know, under in, the Abasha, Abasha yeah, region. In, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. in our country, uh, with the likes of the late uh, SAM, you know. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the backgrounds, you know, uh, that he that he has and that is going for him and even in Nance uh, you know because he played a very crucial role uh, in Nance but one thing that he said that really resonated with me yesterday uh, that endeared you know uh, him uh, to me is that he said that look it's not about Godwin Obasik as the governor of you know Edo State it's about the institution Mm -hmm. and he said that as a act as a pro-democratic you know democracy activist they don't insult the office, you know, any office. Uh, and that, you know, I said, well, that is, you know, political maturity. And uh, that is how leaders, you know, should uh, think instead of bosses, you know. Uh, so I think that, you know, given the uh, circumstances, you know, and this is, I mean, you know, Edo State, you know, with the Tony Kabaka, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, talks, political talks, uh, you know, in Edo State. But if you listen to how, Philip Schreiber was just, you know, he said his wife's business business was even threatened, you know, a lot. But he said, look, all of these things will fizzle out. And he said that he doesn't uh, care. He has warned his people to be very peaceful. To comp- uh, These are statements that, you know, pre-election is going to really help. That was the tension. Yeah, True. even uh, throughout the election, mm-hmm. you know, period. So, uh, for me, that is a good one. Really know, important. Not to wrestle power, but, you know, to negotiate really the important. way around it. Yeah. Now, you look at, again, I, I like that you spoke about his composure. Very important. Because I want to consider that if I were in Frank, uh, Philip Shaibu's shoes, I never would probably have handled that issue appropriately, especially given the opportunity to speak. But uh, maybe with the help of his handlers, he was able to overcome the nerves that presented themselves at the time and all that. He had booked a hotel to make for his declaration, uh, only for the owner of the hotel, who is another PDP chieftain, and perhaps belongs to the camp of the governor, Godwin Obaseki, to say, look, um, in the dying hours, when he was close to his declaration, say, we have need of this hotel. And Philip Shaibu's funds were returned. I wonder how I would have reacted to the situation if I were in his shoes. And then he made immediately another quick sh- uh, shift arrangement, you know, to find a separate venue for that activity. And look at that off the back, immediately going into an interview a few hours and look at the composure, the things he said. Respect institutions, mm-hmm. and of course, when he was quizzed on why um, superiors didn't want or have never wanted for their um, immediate subordinates to succeed them, he said there are outliers, there are certain cases, and he mentioned Fayoshene Kiti State mm-hmm. and his deputy governor, how all of that happened. But you can't take away the general fact that out of a hundred percent, 
90 or even 80 don't want for their deputies to succeed them. I don't know the secret behind that occurrence. But all credit has to go to the man. And by that interview, he's probably won a number of supporters over who weren't previously in his camp. And that's the way to go. Yeah. Well, Yaga Africa today has called for the restructuring of INEC. Uh, today they had the uh, uh, citizen town hall. I followed a bit of it, you know, on national TV uh, earlier in the day. And really interesting, uh, you know, some of the conversation. But uh, let me make this point, and uh, this will be on record. Um, I think in 2000 and in 2018, or about 2017, uh, 2018, I interviewed the former resident electoral commissioner, you know, Einek in uh, Benway, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. That is Dr. Nentawi. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I... I interviewed uh, him, uh, and, uh, you know, thereabout, and um, he said that he thinks that, he thinks that, you know, Einek should be on bondo. You know, he thinks that INEC should be uh, on bundle because some of the powers, you know, that INEC, you know, has, um, they don't, is latent. You know, it's not something that uh, is yeah, manifest yeah, yet. Yeah. No, it's in potential. I get. Yeah, it's in potential. And, but uh, do you think he still holds the same view? That is Dr. Nenta. Yes. I, I, I do think, you know, okay. fair, you know uh, that is my assumption. Okay. But at the time, he was the first person, you know, for me to hear this idea that INEC is too large. And it's because he said INEC needs some prosecutory uh, powers. Mm-hmm. It needs uh, the ICT center to be uh, different, you know, to function independently, but working, you know, as in concert, in you know, yeah, mm-hmm. with the whole. Uh, and for me, that was a brilliant idea. And here we are. In 2023, again, you know, with, uh, you know, civil society organizations saying that that is, you know, the best way uh, for us to uh, achieve optimal results, you know, with uh, the nation's uh, electoral body. INEC needs to be unbundled. And for me, you know, since when he said that, you know, Dr. Nentawi, it stuck with me. I said, this is a brilliant idea, you know, on how to, you know, go about that. You know, I, 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 I'm I'm a person that likes you know ideas. Idea, yeah, yes, I, I, ideas. I I think that you know there's an end mm-hmm. to sentiment, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's no end to ideas. Mm-hmm. There's no end. You know, human beings are saying that death is a technical fault. Mm-hmm. We can fix it. You know, we can achieve <laughs> immortality while on earth. And you know, all this is a, that's I, illusionary even. Well, <laughs> you might say, but. Uh, there's some literature that I can introduce you to, and maybe it may change the way you think about the world. And Do you believe in genetic editing? Well, All right, conversation so, so for we'll another day, designer there. babies. We have two guests. We have uh, Indy Peter and then I mean, it's an Indy. You know, in, in gas culture, if you're over 50, uh, you are Indy. It's like an elder. Uh, good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. Thank you, and uh, good evening, Plato. And interestingly enough, today is his birthday, Gilbert. Oh, wow. So Congratulations happy. and happy birthday, son. <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy birthday. I pray that God will bless you immensely. Uh, wisdom, and knowledge, and uh, good health. Good health, I Thank would say. Thank you so much. And Thank the courage you. to tell people the truth at all times and stand by what you believe in as a human being. Yeah. We have Barrister Jackie Chris with us. Long time no see, long time no hear. Good to have you, sir. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Ponsak. It's always a pleasure to be here. And then, happy birthday to Ndi Peter Ndeng, yeah. someone that I know for yeah. some time. We, 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 Wish him well yeah. in the years to come. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know that uh, Barrister Chris, my mother saw you on TV on Arise and uh, <laughs> like how she's almost had. She's like, <laughs> because you know she thinks that if you know if our parents see you on television, <laughs> you are big. <being. laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have you both, you know, here. Uh, let me start with uh, Peter and then I mean. Uh, what do you think about the state of Plato now? Do you think our politics is becoming more tribal, more bitter, or do you think that uh, our politics is evolving, uh, you know, into a game of contestation of ideas instead of primitive or primordial sentiments, uh, as the case were? Well, nice having me here. Um, yeah, go ahead, sir. Uh, it's uh, very lovely when I got your invitation. Uh, incidentally, today happens to be my birthday. Mm -hmm. So what a gift. You're welcome. Uh, I, I actually asked you what is the area of our discussion. Mm -hmm. You said uh, generally plateau. Yeah. Which is, again, uh, for me, a very interesting point uh, for me to share my thoughts and also express my opinion personally, yes. Uh, I'm happy uh, to be here. Thank you for this question. Yeah. Sadly, let me just go blunt. Sadly, we are getting it wrong as a people. I got involved in politics uh, 2018, 2008, when the came, the first lot. That was my appearance in politics. I've never liked politics anyway. But somehow, I was, I was invited for a meeting and that happens to be the first youth meeting. And when I got there, the issues that were raised concerning Plato, I said, wow, this is where I should be. And from that day to this point, I, I decided to remain in the game of this thing called politics. But um, as the day goes by, when we keep seeing things unfolding, uh, things keep taking different dimension and sadly we got to the worst spot point mm -hmm. for me the worst point for me as a politician as a plateau person uh, where we drag a lot of issues that appears personal into what would have been a collective thing for us mm. so plateau is a platform Whatever it is that we share, whatever it is that we believe in, uh, there are some issues that ought not to have been dragged into politics. Like what? Religion is a personal thing. And you think that coming out from 2023, you know... It played a major role. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is this the first time This that, is not. Okay, but why... Why are people sounding as if it's a new thing, you know? It is, because it, the way Amana this thing was projected... I remember during I remember 2003 during the time of uh, uh, Jang was in NPP, Dare was in uh, PDP. Yes, this were some of the you know uh, things that we heard you know at the time. Muhammad Buhari was in NPP you yes, know at the time. And I was I was deeply involved. Okay, deeply involved. My brother here, J.K. Chris, we are all part of it, and I'm happy seeing him here. We are all involved. I was deeply involved. You mentioned oh, Buhari. I was deeply involved. But this is not but the first that, time. That never played out. This is not the first time. Even that when the we, religion. even when we moved, when we shifted our base from PDP into ANPP, then 
This thing never played out. I was an gas man. I went into it full blown. Nobody knew me as a gas man. I was seen as a brom chap. Nobody knew me. I never took ethnicity as a as a as a as a criteria to determine who I'm going to work with. And that is why I say we have gotten to the worst of our points. Is it, do you think social media is heightening some of these things? Yeah. Okay, Barrister Chris, yeah. I respond to what he has said, you know. Um, uh, and I'm thankful that you guys have been in this uh, political thing for very, quite some very, time. Very well, very yeah. well, very well. At the point, we even have um, the same mentor, um, the late Senator Janice Pajok. Mm. Peter and then work closely with him. I also work closely with him. The best of friends. Um, he's, he's our mentor. He remains someone we, we looked onto. Sometimes I feel if he were alive, things wouldn't have degenerated to where they are today. I, I, I may, may God bless his soul. May he continue Amen. to rest Amen. in peace. Amen. Um, I want to agree with my brother that things are worst. Plateau is worst. Plateau today is seriously in the state of despair. The seed that has been sown is the seed of discord. And I don't know how. I don't know what grace we need to get out of it. You understand? If you check closely what democracy really means, democracy is a, is a, is a government of the majority. And democracy produces government leaders that are elected through a process. And then people that elect those leaders are the majority. Leadership is given by consent. You cannot get leadership without the consent of the people you want to govern. Today in Plateau State, today in Plateau State, it is so, so unfortunate. It is so unfortunate that we are going to have people representing us, people representing us without our consent, without our consent whatsoever. You understand? You cannot have you cannot a typical so example. Is a it the fall example. of the people or the fall no, of the political the, the, party? The fall of the system. System is okay. a system failure. System it's an failure. institutional issue. It's not the people. Okay. It's not the people of Plateau State. The people of Plateau State have done their bit, their bit. They have given votes to who they want to give, and then the votes counted, and leaders were declared based on votes counted, and certificates of returns issued. But in a twist, in another breath. You have judgments being given and certificates are issued based on judgments. I'm assuring you that we need to put our heads together. We need to pray. We need to do a lot of in-house cleaning for us to be able to come back together again. And then say, this is plateau. Because you you can't imagine somebody representing the, the kind of massive people in just south, just east federal constituency without their consent they did not give consent this is this is the headquarters this is the state capital and then they did not give consent and all over is like that shandam kwanpan mikan southern zone plateau north plateau north is going to be decided and i'm sure the vote of people will be decided just like just not ambassador but all others i'm assuring you is a disaster so i agree with it absolutely that Plateau is not normal. Plateau is worse. And you can feel it even on the air. Okay. You can feel it on the air. So what the institution has, has, has created on the plateau, it takes the grace of God. Because I can't imagine the decision of over a million people. Just three people will decide the fate of entire plateau. 
Well, you're Enter a, Apple too. You're a barrister. I'm surprised that you're surprised. But let, let, let um, no, no, I'm, I'm really surprised. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you're uh, a barrister. It, let me come it's, to. It's very interesting that we are really um, d- reflecting on, on this issue, and I I believe sincerely that we must be very objective. We must be very frank. We must be very uh, courageous to speak truth to such issues. And when I begin this discussion, I said I'm. I've been in this game. Mm-hmm. The only the only elected governor so far on the plateau that I was not, I was not part of. Or I was not instrumental to walking into his emergence was His Excellency Dari. For his eight years, I, I was not nowhere close to him. I opposed him. I stood with Darajan for eight years opposing Dari. Then we took we took another turn eight years to get Jiang into government. I was with him. Privilege again to be part of what brought His Excellency Lalong into government. Now, my friend here talked about three people deciding the fate of a, over a million. It is a structural setting. What do you mean by that? A structure. It is a well-defined institution. Politics doesn't start with casting votes. Politics begins from the internal process where you begin the process of electing your officials of the party because that was the constitution provides. You cannot go into any contest because it is a constitutional matter. It is a structural setting that you can't go into any contest without belonging to a platform. So a platform is, is the party that you will drive on. So, the so you process, think that the PDP doesn't have... I have not said that. Okay. Just I'm taking you step yeah. at a time. Okay, okay. You need to begin... What I'm trying to say here is... Yeah. The political process doesn't start and end with casting your vote and pronouncement of results. It goes beyond that. You mean election? The election, election electoral, electoral process. process. Electoral process. Yeah. From the process of electing your ESCO, each of the parties... In the political parties, yeah. Going into your primaries, going to getting who will represent the party, where the party presents, because at that point, you become the property of the party. Mm-hmm. They project you. Getting to elections, getting to the tribunal, getting all into that. It is all part of the process. So in each of the steps where you are found wanting... You go contrary to the process that establish the setting. You will definitely be um, penalized. So you think so, that is this is the albatross of the PDP? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Because if you have if you have an internal issues that is not well um, dealt with, and you get to a stage where somebody took advantage, and also this political game is a game of interest. Where sometimes you sit down and look at the disadvantaged position of your opponent and you cash in. I said, I work with His Excellency, Jan. In all the two terms we took uh, our our slots into contesting with Dari, all these times we challenged the process in the court. I was the one handling the cameras. Okay. Well, we, uh, went, we uh, went into uh, tribunal. Yeah. Well, uh, I was the one covering maybe, the tribunal proceedings. Maybe, maybe we should. We, we need to be guided in this discussion. Yeah. For every process, 
the process does not fall from the sky. The process is guided by laws. They yeah, are but, laid but down his laws. Argument, his argument versus the Chris is that the PDP didn't follow the laid down laws. That's why I said, okay, bring out the laws. Okay. They are laid down laws. When I said, when I said three people decided the fates of plateau people as far as representation is concerned i was very careful with my word and i really i really know what i'm saying because you cannot tell me you cannot tell me in all honesty in all fairness that one panel will decide 26 appeals from plateau state one panel just one panel three people meanwhile we have other states that have just five appeals but three different panels decided those appeals we have 16 appeals from the House of Assembly. We have nine appeals from the National Assembly and then the Governorship Assembly. For crying out loud, how can you in all honesty say that there, there is no handwritten somewhere that somebody is not beating a drum somewhere and some people are dancing? For God's sake, in all honesty, in the interest of fairness, in the interest of justice, and in the interest of humanity and the fear of God, how can one panel, for God's sake, for crying out loud, one panel, three people, decide 26 appeals from Plateau State? What type of rubbish is that? For, with, all, with all due respect. With all due respect. Where, where can you have this in this world? Where can you have this? Now, agreed, there are issues. If we cry out that we don't have confidence in you, why don't you give other people? The essence of law is to have different opinions, different points of views. Now, a typical example, in 2019, when the presidential candidate of, of PDP cried out loud that, look, um, the president of the Court of Appeal, the president of the Court of Appeal, her husband is the senator-elect for APC in Bauchi State. So for that reason, she might have some little sympathy. What did that woman do with all virtue? She recused herself. She said, okay, for that, let me be out so that I will not have vested interest in it. But when the case of Plateau commenced, and we said, no, we agreed. Yes, if you say we have problem, even though we did not agree, agree but not considering that we have problem, can you try other opinions? How can you allow 26 appeal to one panel, for God's sake, and you are saying that the system is... No, I am from the system. I am, I am a judicial officer by virtue of my training and my calling. But with all due respect, there is something fundamentally wrong with the system. And then the system we are referring to is the judicial system. I am not blaming anybody on the plateau. I am not, with, with all due respect, even all the, the illegally imposed members that we are going to have, with all due respect, they are all illegal because we did not vote for them and we did not, they, they are illegitimate as far as Plateau is concerned. And they will remain so until the next three and a half years when we are going to replace all of them by the special grace of God. Uh, we are going to replace all of them. So, what I'm saying is that I'm not even blaming them. Some of them are even my friends. They are just, they are just beneficiary of, of a bad system, of a corrupt system. They are just beneficiary of a corrupt system. So, I'm not blaming even the plateau people that voted them because it is their right. Those are their choice. You understand? Okay. Um, Those yeah. are their choice. So they, they have the right to vote for them. But what we are crying out is that we have a very, very a, a corrupt system that will decide issues per incurium. 
issues with uh, above their bonds and all that. I, so I think, it uh, is the failure of system that gave them the opportunity to be where they are. But as far as we are concerned, as far as Plotty is concerned, they are illegit Ill illegitimate. They will remain illegal for the next three and a half years when they will be replaced well, by right. the good people of Plotty. Sorry, State. sorry, Mr. Peter. Yeah. I just wanted to take um, your opinion mm. on the current state of the judiciary. Mm. This is generic and not specific. Mm. In all of uh, the things you saw in the past election, the events you saw yourself, both in Plateau State, across the country, reports across the media space, what's your general take on our electoral process? And secondly, what is your opinion about the judiciary? This is holistic, and I don't want for you to um, go into the details because I, am, I want us to a bit digress from um, the last... <laughs> Questions are coming from. Actually, well, for me, uh, as a layman, I'm 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 I'm, I'm so uh, happy having a brother here who is a learned person. Yeah, that's that's his direct constituency, and I expect um, him to have uh, given a guide to guide me on how to speak uh, in the institution that he that is primary institution. For me, you discuss politics, I will respond adequately. Um, judiciary, they are, not, they are not angels. They are not special people who appeared from heaven. They are all our creation. By Mr. J.K. Chris here, tomorrow can be, uh, can, can, can ri rise through the, the rank and uh, perhaps get into the bench you call it or what mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. an appointed uh, high court judge or whatever mm -hmm. he has the potential of getting into that setting today uh, he's my fellow politician he's a lawyer he's a politician tomorrow he gets into that office he has already this mindset he has sympathy for a political party he has friends politicians Right, he has mingled with politicians. He has lived his life, in, interacted, and have serious bond bond with politicians. If if you're using his template, no, yeah, as I'm an example, I get your it's, point. It's, it's good that I have this someone background. that I know. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm making is, yeah, I, I'm just giving you that general uh, background. Mm -hmm. Now, these people are not angels. They are our creation. They are people that are extracted from the same system. They are not the ones who make the laws. They are interpreting the laws. Who made the laws? They are not angels. But what's your assessment of their performances? They are doing their work. Specifically. Today, today you know the funny thing about us? Mm. If I secure a judgment in my favor, the way I want it, I will, I will praise them. That is what I see of Nigerian society, of Nigerian system. If favor goes in, if judgment goes in your favor, judiciary are excellent. If it goes other way around, contrary to your expectation, they are bought over. In your candid view, can they do better than this? See, for me, all that we need to do, there's nothing wrong about our system. It is, it is the same society. We are the product of this system. Like I said, these people didn't come from heaven. They have families, they have relations, they have, they have faith which they believe in, they have sympathy to 
individuals, like I said, they relate with people. They go into the courtroom and interpret a law that somebody drafted. So whatever it is that they give, somebody elsewhere will say these people are buyers. At what point do we draw the line between elements of bias and what should be? Because there has to be... It is at the point where we are sincere to ourselves, when we do what is right. Politicians sometimes will do things to compel them to take such decisions. Okay, you're blaming the political class now. Oh, political class. We don't do things right. We make, we cut corners, we compromise on the process. And somebody somewhere will get a grief. You suppress someone, you tremble on somebody's right, and you don't want him to challenge it. So it is when we begin to do things right, when we have privileged, privileged position of responsibility, we discharge this, this responsibility passionately, without fear, and that you know what shocked me sometimes? I get scared when I see people taking oath of office. I'll be fair to all manner of people. And yet, you take into that office, you begin to discriminate, even within your party. Even within your party. Even, you know what, sometimes what is most shocking, people that took the shots, they took the bullets, that are in the forefront of the war, will be, will be ignored. I remember, uh, an instance, when we visited late Ubangarin Lentang, Baba Ezekiel Isu. Mala Ezekiel Isu. He said to us, you know, uh, in Hausa. Can you communicate that in English? All right. So, uh, 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 policy is just like, you, you know, uh, digging a hole. I mean, uh, um, a well. well. When you are digging the hole, well, uh, what do you use in getting the. Uh, pulling up pulling water up the, is not the, the same thing it's you not use what, to pull up Eventually, when you get the water, the water eventually, you get another new uh thing to fetch the water with so invariably you the, the people who go in for the war or the the canvassing support will be will be discarded when the act of governance and you sometimes expect these people to sit back they will fight back okay. so it is a system yeah, 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 yeah right. but but right. let me i have this question for sorry you but yeah. uh, uh mr peter i have this question are you concerned and worried that some politicians you know like the member representing pkk some of the statements you know that he has been making swearing with the grave of his father you know claiming that they know certain people at high places uh and what have you and do you think this is a new rhetoric you know uh within our political vocabulary in in, in plato you know uh right on when he made that statement i was standing right before him and sometimes you mention social media here it's sad that um, the invent of social media was meant to improve and enhance on our efficiency communication, communication. Yeah. but sadly we are using it wrongly particularly on this part of the so world. are you saying that he didn't say that he was what what led to that the context thing? okay the context. what led to it i was there okay i was in that i was standing right before him so what what, so, what is the context uh when he made that statement you know the first person who spoke before him it was yes yes and he said we are he is he is representing a structured government governor mm -hmm. yusuf gagdi is a politician 
and you made a statement before him he come on stage and sadly no protocol wise i think that is even wrong you know because that was they, even wrong i was they, shocked i was shocked to for the organizers to allow not not even that. organizers he requested i was there but it's okay the sgs requested to speak because he wanted to take his leave and he breached the protocol i was shocked when i saw that he was the first person to speak <clears throat> before any other guests and he took his leave. Okay, so the statement by God, I mean, what so do you think he about said, it? yes, he swore by his grave he, because his of his father's grave. Now, what he said, I was there. Mm. He first of all appreciated the Gas Nation for giving him such an opportunity. He's a minority in terms of his ethnic setting, he's a minority in terms of his faith, but yet he was overwhelmingly supported and given such mandate. And you will never take for granted such mandate and he said he will stand by his friend dr nintawe Ilwada, who is the son to the gas nation and don't forget that's an event for the gas people yeah and he's using that platform to, to express his gratitude and appreciation to the gas yeah nation. but for me the the, the 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 question is that i mean he said that we have gone to court appeal at the supreme we shall know whom they know and they you shall follow politicians whom. you hear each of their words you hear what the governor says. So you think that, that that isn't worrisome? Is it not? Is it right for each of these? When you have a platform, you make such comments, and that is why, in the first place, when you assume position of responsibility, stick to the you because you have a duty to to provide leadership to all manner of people. All right. Well, let's come to Barrister Chris. I mean, give your response to the. Uh, we, it's, it's not. It's not something that we are debating. Uh, it's not something that um, we are arguing. But um, we just need to put the facts as they are. You understand? Um, I want to agree with him. The interference in the judiciary by politicians is, is so high. Not even him that is complaining. Even the judicial officers. If you, if you can listen to the, 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 the validatory uh, speech of Justice Detiju mm -hmm. just recently, he made mention of the kind of rot that is in the judiciary. You understand? Then the kind of influence that is in the judiciary. And one of the influence that is in the judiciary is the kind of influence that Gagdi is talking about. You understand? The kind of inducement that is in the judiciary. As he said, they are human beings. They mingle with politicians. So there's a connection. Yeah, there, the there is. There, sure, there is a connection. There is a connection. Because somebody cannot just come and boast over something. If you see a madman dancing in the market, there is somebody beating drums somewhere. You understand? So he cannot just come and boast without you know, somebody beating his drum. He knows what he's saying. And then he make he make do with what he's saying. So what we're saying is yes, there is interference. The recruitment process for justices in Nigeria is faulty. There are a lot of issues. The human rights activist Kalu um, Odinga also made Chidi Odin Chidi, Chidi Odin Odin Kalu. He also make um, some of these allegations that look people are recruited into the courts, into the superior uh, courts in Nigeria through certain considerations that are not based on merit and justice. And that is why you can, you can have this kind of judgments coming out, this kind of interest coming out, this kind of, you know, this kind of determined, predetermined outcome, you know, from, from the judiciary. As I said, personally, I am not blaming the politicians absolutely. Because a typical politician who want to cut corner, who want to find faults, who want to create confusion, you understand? If we want to discuss politics, uh, because I, I want to believe that we are not discussing 
the issue of the parties, the issue of the politicians. Now we're discussing Plato states are the system, and then the system. The question is the system, the judicial system, the electoral system, and all that. So the electoral system has its own rules. We can go and check the laws as provided perfect laws, even though there is need for amendment. The constitution also provided rules. The constitution knows what to do at what time. You understand? If you check section 134 of the Electoral Act, it made it clear as to what you can do to be able to be um, elected. And then it, it connected with section 66, section 177 and all that. It regards all the offices. Now, these laws are there and the laws are supposed to be followed as it is. The law said, if where the law, it is, where the law is not ambiguous, you are supposed to interpret the law just as it is. So, we have issues of interpretation. And then, we have conflicts in interpretation. What constitutes pre-election matter in Lagos uh, judicial, uh, judicial Division of the Court of Appeal is a different thing under, under, under the panel that, that decided Plato State. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Whether the, the, the panel that decided the cases from Plateau State, even the, some of the panels within the Abuja division, you can see the inconsistency in the decision, the inconsistency in the outcome of the tribunals. That is what we are talking about. We are not talking about the politicians. The politicians is a, a politician is a politician. In fact, a, a very bad politician can even take his opponent's life. As we are talking, there is a candidate, I think a Labour Party candidate of Inugu. So up till now, nobody knows where he is. So politicians can go up to that extent. Not talk of just collecting your seat. No, they can even take your life out if you have bad politicians. But thank God for Plateau. You see, what happened in Plateau, I want to appreciate, since we are discussing Plateau, I want to appreciate Plateau. Plateau is indeed a peaceful state. It is now that I believe that Plateau is a peaceful state. What happened in Plateau? What happened in Plateau? It cannot happen in other states and the state will remain as it is. So we thank God. And then we thank God for the kind of leader we have, uh, Governor Caleb Mutfan. We thank God because of his peaceful disposition, because of his peaceful nature. He tried to calm everybody down. In other climes, they will be out there instigating. But he said, no, we believe in God. We believe in Plateau. Plateau is bigger than every one of us. Let the interest of Plateau prevail. And okay. I said, if this is the fate for Plateau, let's accept it. But I'm assuring you, I'm assuring you, because the system also has uh, stages. The stage as which we are now, we are hoping that the judiciary will redeem itself. All right, all right. We are praying that the judiciary will redeem itself based on its precedents, based on the decided cases by the Supreme Court Thank you, on what uh, constitutes pre-election and post-election matters. Let's open the phone line, 0812187777 or you call 090-556666699. We've been having a chat with uh, Mr. Peter and Dan and Barrister Chris, uh, J.K. Chris uh, Gilbert. Guru X at JFM Just and Facebook at JFM Just to drop your comments, which we will be taking shortly. Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, my name is Chris from Rachel. I'm calling. Go ahead, sir. Thanks for calling, yes, sir. Okay. I want to speak to your guest. I mean the barrister. When you have taken sight in your analysis, you are supporting PDP, actually. But the truth should be told. If PDP has already having that structure on the ground, I know that their crew will take them out of this. So that is my take, please. Thank you. Thank you for Thank you. Uh, calling the show. 
Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, Pastor. Good evening. Thank you for calling. You have one minute. Tell us your name. Join the conversation. Yeah, thank please. you. That great conversation online. Thank you for your good. We're listening. Thank you. Yeah. What's that? This is the that I mean the and the sin of millions of men. Why can't we take it serious? Is it a crime? Political bandits are using to using some formula to deceive Nigeria and they are living in Afghan and we are living in Kennedy. Okay, we are lamenting now that people don't have hope. Don't we have an institution that regulates judiciary? Because who are we paying National Judicial Council? Why is the NBA doing? It's a constitution against ordinary man. Look at what is. I want to ask you, Vice Chair, Section 2 speaks something said about the moment the court has made it pronouncement, they have become a judicial president. The court has said about this pre election matter. Why are we retrograding this country, retrograding the law? No, it's never retrograding. So on this thing we stand. You should not think about the election matter. Whether there is a good filing, whether there is a Congress, whether it is inconsequential. We are being governed by law. Thank you. It's not a dictatorial system of government. It's a democracy which is being engineered by the professional of the law. So what are we talking about? Thank you, thank you. This is much... Thank you. Is it a continuous Thank you. This is much you can take from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Too. Yeah, thank you. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Posa. Yes. Go ahead. Tell us your name and join the conversation, sir. My name is Steven. I'm calling from Holshi. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I want to begin this way. Anytime I see the PDP crying, I laugh. I don't pity them because they were warned initially by uh, Edward Pashok, who is a son, he said it. It was on record that any vote given to the PDP is a wasted vote. And here we are. What he said has come to pass. To them, they thought he was just making noise. And then it, it just happened. But then they are blaming who? They should blame themselves. This is something they know already. But they thought they could manipulate their way because they are used to manipulations. PDP, they are used to that. So they thought they could have their way, and then it, it doesn't work for them. And now they are crying foul. Crying foul for who? And again, going to the issue of Gandhi, I've said it before on this same radio station, that Gandhi is a politician. Whatever statement he made, it wasn't inciting, it wasn't anything. He's, just, he's a politician who doesn't want to be intimidated by whosoever. Thank you, thank okay. you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Th thank you, yes. thank you. Yeah, Gilbert, please take us through. On Facebook, Ayodele Agbabianka says... He is entitled to his opinion, but the people's mandate can't continue to be stolen just like that. Chester Phillips says the statement from Tapgun is uncalled for. We all know that he's part of... Um, all right. Dashi Alexander Danuk says the elder statesman is entitled to his own opinion. For him to come out and give such advice, it means probably he's heard something about how the outcome of the Supreme Court judgment <laughs> will be. Afen Peter says... Imagine um, a lawyer talking like that. Okay, Kabiru Abdullah, he says, my advice goes to the PDP members um, in the House of Assembly, both Red and Green Chambers, to call the attention of the two House leadership for this conflicting judgment. Ambassador Joachim Dung says, Supreme Court judgment 
will soon lay to rest the political issues on the plateau as we have never been so divided like now. Whether Nental or Mutfang, plateau state must succeed. Julius Achigak says, Maybe the man has sensed something and is entitled to his own opinion, but the governor should not give up because God can intervene for him. Isang Joshua says, My prayer is that let Supreme Court rule the judgment of Plateau State. Let's know what the state government is doing. Basak. All right. Well, gentlemen, please go ahead and give your uh, responses uh, to the comments uh, from the audience. Well, um, from the comments, you could see clearly that... Uh, uh, plateau people we are truly desirous of wanting to live peacefully as one family over 70 over 57 ethnic nationalities on the plateau we've come a long way we related very well and i believe that whoever emerges and that's why when we begin by uh, saying the sharp divide that we have the experience we we have in 2023 uh, you know at uh, sharply divided us and i and i pray that uh we will eventually after like somebody like the like last message you read out uh the supreme court will put to rest this whole thing uh we look at ourselves as brothers and sisters and relate peacefully to have a very uh, fortified state where we have uh we will, we will relate peacefully as brothers yeah, I quite agree. The Supreme Court will lay this issue to rest. But then, there are people that have been cheated, and they have been cheated for life. People like um, Honorable Datu Musa Bagos, people like Peter Genden, people like Agzi Kualu, Ben Ilar, and all the House of Assembly members of PDP. They have been cheated for life. You cannot, they, cannot, they can never get justice as far as the system is concerned. They have been cheated. You have been, by the time the Supreme Court takes a decision based on their uh, previous stance as far as uh, this issue is concerned. Now, one of the commentators made mention of structure. What is the structure of a party? The party has a board of trustees. The party has the NEC, National Executive Council. The party has NWC. What is NWC? National Working Committee. Okay. The party has the Zonal Committee. The party has the state chapters. The party has the local government chapters. The party has, even in the state, the party has the Zonal um, ESCO is senatorial zone leaders. The party has a local government leader. The party has a ward leader. This is the structure of the party. And then it is the responsibility of the National Working Committee to nominate candidates and sponsor candidates. No chapter will submit its list. Can you now say, okay, PDP Plateau State will go and submit its list separate. Uh, Bochi will submit its list. Gombe will submit Niger, Lagos. No. The entire people that are nominated are nominated by one PDP. And that is why I maintain my stand. If you are going to disqualify PDP candidate or you are going to stall the mandate of Plateau from the PDP people, that means you have to disqualify every PDP nominee. Because the same list of nomination that contains the name of Senator Dr. Simon Martcon is the same list that contains the name of Atiku Abubakar and all other senators in Nigeria. Right. So, it is one nomination, it is one list and all that. And okay. then, talking of um, uh, what Edge of Puzzle has said before election, you see, uh, I don't want to go into that. You can't, you can't trust someone that is desperate for power. He, he catch here. He did that simply because we said we are not going to give him deputy governor. So, he thinks he can rubbish the PDP. He run to uh, APC today, he's in Labour Party tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, 
very, very inconsistent human being. You cannot take that for serious. Okay. He, remember, he's a lawyer of PDP that, that put PDP even, he, he even go to, went to court to get an injunction stopping the national from dissolving the, the party structure because the party has complied with the court judgment. Thank you, thank we you, have Barista him on Chris. record and all that. So thank you, thank you, you cannot take such a person serious. Thank you, thank yes. you, Barrister Chris. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Well, uh, tomorrow we're going to uh, talk about the incessant demolition or vandalization of the billboard of Forum Buldachung Musa Bagos. Today, one was vandalized in just south uh, as well. We're going to talk about that because uh, it's getting too much, you know. Uh, for me, one thing I can't stand is that uh, people should... Uh, that how our politics is getting more uh, thuggish, you know, uh, and uh, sabotage, vandalism, uh, that is abhorrent, you know, to our values and norms. Thank you very much. Uh, happy birthday to you once again, Mr. Peter and Dan. Uh, God's blessings and thank you, Barrister Chris. It's a pleasure. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Have a good evening. Bye now. Radio, what oxygen is to life. Read us in and come alive. Ah, yana kiki desa sabaka. Aina chema blush naga kirenki. Flash, okay. Aini yanzana chaka papa. Kumu wana karanza shaka papa ki. Da haka